Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let Me Just Say This. After a two-week hiatus, your host, Lewis, is back. As always, I have my special guest, Kyote Howard of Scriptly Adapted Uncut. What's up, Kyote? What's going on, Lewis? It's good to it's good to be back with you, Lewis. It's good to be back. Long time, man. Long time. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we recorded an episode together. Maybe it hasn't yeah. been that long, but it feels like an eternity once it's been over a week. It feels like forever, Lewis. It feels like forever. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly has. It's been such a long time that I finally got a Facebook page up. Nice. Very nice, sir. Very nice. Yes. So let me just say this podcast Facebook page has been rocking and rolling. I want to thank you all for hitting the like button on uh, whenever you go to visit the page. Um, I'm going to keep posting up content here and there. The only thing about it, if you want to look for the Facebook page, you got to type in, let me just say this is one word, space it out, and then put podcast. Because they wouldn't let me just do a hashtag in front of let me just say this. So it's kind of weird. But let me just say this all is one word, space, podcast. And you'll find the Facebook page. Very nice, Lewis. I think I uh, I think I hit the like button uh, before. So uh, you, you got my vote, my friend. You got my vote. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Every, every single vote counts. And as usual, you can follow me on Instagram at let me just say this podcast. So I appreciate the support. I'm officially at 3,000 plays for my podcast since I've been doing it. That's pretty good. Nice. Very good, <laughs> yeah, man. Very pretty good, good for, uh, you know, doing this once in a while. <laughs> Listen, man, that's not bad, brother. That's not bad. Yeah, man. So, you know, we're just just trying to do what I can, rocking and rolling, just uh, shooting the shit with you and other guests. Going to try to get more guests on, of course, and expand the topics a little more but of course you know my favorite topics are movies wrestling hip-hop that sort of thing okay so i do plan on expanding the topics a little bit for the podcast even though i primarily like speaking about movies and wrestling but I throw in a little bit of hip-hop talk, a little bit of sports, Yankee baseball talk, because I love my Yankees. Um, but that's what the Facebook page is for. So for all the listeners, if you have an idea or any suggestions, you can private message me on the Facebook page, and I will definitely take that into consideration. Whatever topics and suggestions that you have, um, I'm open to feedback. So, uh, yeah, just hit me up on the Facebook page. Nice, man. So how was your 4th of July before we get into the topic? You know, Louis 4th of July was good, man. My birthday's July 3rd, so... Um, I saw that. Happy yeah. belated. Well, I, I said happy birthday. Yes, you did. Happy birthday. Thank Andy. you, brother. Thank you. Uh, another year. Another year down, Louis. Another year down. And, <laughs> you know, uh, we, my wife and I, we went to uh, the Adirondacks. With, we, we were in nature. We were one with nature. Um, had a great time. Uh, it was It was fun. It was it was fun. We we did some some mountain climb. We attempted to do rock some rock climbing. Uh, we we did a little thing called Revolutionary Rail, which is where you ride on an abandoned railroad. Uh, you kind of like bike on an abandoned railroad. It's really cool. Um, oh, really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, man. We just had a good time. Chilled. Ate ate lots of food and just relaxed, man. In in the in the mountains of New York State. It was really nice. That's always needed, yeah. man. Well, I'm happy you guys made it back safe and sound, and it sounds like you had a Thank good time. You, sir. Thank you. Oh, show. All right. 
the topic for today. We're going to get into some WWE, AEW, a little bit of Impact Wrestling. This is going to be pro wrestling. What we think about the state of pro wrestling in the last couple yes. of weeks slash days. Um, well, without further ado, let's get into the first subtopic, which is the hiring of Eric Bischoff and the hiring of Paul Heyman. As we found out a little while back, Paul Heyman is now going to be the, I don't know what his official title Executive is. Executive director. Uh, Okay, yeah, I figured I was going to say creative director, but okay, so he's going to be the executive director of Monday Night Raw, while Eric Bischoff has that title for SmackDown Live. I don't know if this went into effect this week, but I know 100% that it is going to be in effect following the Extreme Rules pay-per-view this Sunday. Um, these are These are big signings. This isn't like... You know, they they signed uh, David Arquette to, to run. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is Eric Bischoff, the man who once almost put Vince McMahon out of out of business twenty something years ago, and then we have Paul Heyman, the mastermind behind ECW, and he also was the creative genius behind the SmackDown Golden Age of the early 2000s. So I think these are these are very very big signings now. Whether or not this turns the company around for the better that remains to be seen i'm not going to just jump out and say man this is awesome wwe is going to go right back to the way they were during the attitude era or even the ruthless aggression era this is going to be excellent i'm going to reserve my judgment until i see about four to six weeks of right. television uh I think, I that's, think a that's a safe bet, bet. right? I mean, I, uh, from what I from what I know, I think I think uh, Heyman has already taken over. Uh, I think Bischoff takes over. Well, he was he was he was at SmackDown this past Tuesday, but was not officially in control. So I think we'll see his his, his touch on SmackDown next week, um, which which is after Extreme Rules. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. what I imagined. That's what it yeah. seemed like. Now I, I'm gonna, Kyoto. I'm oh gonna boy. say it. <laughs> Raw. If that's if that's the best that Paul Heyman has, we're in trouble. I expect a lot more from Paul Heyman. This was a go home show, and it felt like another by the numbers throwaway edition of Raw. And, and it's not to say that I watched the whole entire uh, broadcast. I was just you know, catching the, the bits and pieces of it, following along with the highlights. But, man, it, it just, it wasn't very intriguing it, it, at all. And this is the mind of Paul Heyman. And you're talking about this past Raw. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Two, the, yeah what was say Wednesday so, so night? Two so, yeah, ago. two days So, ago. did you, quick question, did you enjoy the, the week before? Dude, you got to remind me of what happened the, the week, week before. before. Um, you know what? I probably, did. I probably. Did. Oh, is that the, yes. the AJ Styles heel turn? Okay, yeah. So that was that was okay. Yeah, that that was actually pretty good. That was uh, that was more right. buzzworthy okay. than this week's okay. Raw. I, I I agree with you. Like last last week's Raw was, an, it was like a nice appetizer. It was a nice teaser to what Heyman can do. Uh, it was much more exciting than any Raw in the past few months. Now. This past Monday, I I agree with you. It was a little lackluster. It was a little like, okay, 
you're hyped up because of last week's Raw, and now you get this, and you're saying to yourself, oh, just same old WWE. You know, like, it, it, it just, it was a little underwhelming. Um, it didn't, f- you know what, you know what, Lewis? It felt like, it, it didn't feel like Heyman had as much control. Like, it didn't feel like his stamp was on the entire show. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it yeah. felt like there was only bits and pieces of him throughout the show. Um, so last week, it felt like another. It felt like another raw that yeah, was being yeah, run by yeah, Vince McMahon. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't feel like last week's. Last week's was exciting. Um, I think because of also hype that Heyman was also in charge. Um, but there were also some really good parts of last mm-hmm. week. You know, the, the 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 AJ heel turn and him re- reuniting with Gallows and Anderson. Like that was really cool and much overdue. I mean, I mean, good lord, man. I don't know. I, I didn't think they were going to do it at all. But um um yeah. It, it, last week was 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 much better than this week's and uh, this week's was just a little it was like, uh, okay. Well, you gave us nothing. Thanks a lot leading into supposedly a, a big pay-per-view this Sunday. So, I agree with you. It was it was just okay. It was just okay. Maybe not even. Yeah, and um, <laughs> right, right, and and last week, what it it started yeah. off with a bang with the Lashley yeah. and Braun Strowman match, and you know with them wrecking the stage. Whenever they do those kinds of spots, those are always cool to watch, um, just because it's it's more of a right. spectacle than anything else, and it, you know it gets the crowd into, it, especially when you do it within the first twenty minutes of the broadcast of uh, the telecast. So. Um, yeah, but I totally agree with you. This this raw uh, this piece from a couple of nights ago just felt lackluster. But I think they're officially going to hit the reset button after this Sunday's pay per view because then at that point they'll have four weeks to build to SummerSlam, which that isn't a whole lot when you think about it, especially considering that SummerSlam is supposed to be your right. second biggest pay per view of the year, um, or at least one of the big three, one of the big four. So. Yeah, they got to hit the ground running. They they have to do something significant enough at this Sunday's pay per view to entice people to tune in uh, yeah. the following night. Because this past month yeah. was also the, yeah. the home run derby, and the home run derby that turned out to be probably arguably the greatest home run derby ever. You know, so when you have Raw competing with events like that, and Monday Night Football is around the corner too. Dude, it gotta, to. they gotta and start with the big move to Fox up. in a few months. Um, I, I would suppose that Fox executives want to see some, you know, they want to see something. They want to see a the ratings go up some somewhat and produce a product that's exciting for a Fox audience. Because remember, this is going to be on Friday nights live. So I, I don't even know. I think that's a horrible yeah. day, by the way, Lewis. I think that's a, I, I think that is who's home. And I'm not saying people aren't home watching TV on a Friday, but the Demo... Thank you. I'm home on a Friday night, all right? Listen, man, listen. (laughs) I'm spending time with the family on my couch. I I get it. I get it. But um, the the demographic that they're going for is usually not home on that time or watching TV at that time or even just caring about wrestling on a Friday. I just find that to be very interesting how that's going to work as far as uh, as far as uh, your viewership is concerned. But I mean, they they got to step it up. I, I 
I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you, Lewis, on this one and believe that they're gonna change. They're gonna do a big sort of uh, reset after Extreme Rules because it'll officially be a full week of Bischoff and a full week of Heyman. So let's see what happens. I mean, I, I hope so, but uh, I, I, you know, I have to stay a little pessimistic here. I have to, I have to think to myself, Vince is going to ruin it somehow. I don't know. Yeah, it's because Vince is known for doing this. But listen, the older Vince gets, it's August. Uh, his, his birthday is sometime this summer, I believe. Yeah. All right, seventy. Oh I thought it was seventy-four. Um, yeah, I think it's seventy. Good Lord Almighty! So this, 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 this actually, <laughs> this actually adds juice to my point. The older he, the older he gets, <laughs> I think the more he's going to start realizing that. His time as the head of WWE is is, is dwindling. He's got to let... He's got to take his hands off of the creative control, or at least full creative control. Let Paul Heyman do what he does best, which is work with young talent, sees something. Paul Heyman always sees something in the younger talent that Vince never sees, and he uses that to his advantage to push them to the moon, or at least in theory. Mm. Um, let Eric Bischoff I mean Eric Bischoff Has been out of the wrestling business In that standpoint For a long time But I think I think Eric Bischoff Could have something up his sleeve And, and after all He was a businessman He was the president Of WCW After all So he, he he can Add something From the both the creative side And the business side Even though he's not really Doing the business stuff He's more of the You know The, the executive Creative director Or whatever you want to call it um, Yeah yeah, I think Vince is just I think he's gonna I wanna be cautiously optimistic, but I think after Sunday he's just gonna be like, you know what, let me see what I hired you for. Prove me wrong. Prove you think, me wrong you and think so. let me see. Don't make me regret the decision, basically. Because Vince and Paul Heyman never saw eye to eye to begin with. As you recall, fifteen years right. ago or so when Paul Heyman wanted to bring back ECW Vince Vince never liked the idea because he thought that ECW there was no value in it. He just thought that it was just, it was dead. Right. Nobody there wouldn't be an interest outside of a one night stand pay per view. So that's what they did in 05. And because the the pay per view did such an enormous buy rate, much bigger than anybody would have expected, that's when Vince was like, "Okay, Paul, I'll let you do this whole ECW revival thing." But a couple of weeks into it, remember when ECW was on Sci-Fi? It was pretty good for those first three or four weeks. But then, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. They would bring out the thumbtacks and all that shit. Like, this, the stuff that ECW was known for back in the summer of 06. But then after that first month, you start to see Vince's fingerprints on the products because Vince is right, coming right. to the executives of Sci-Fi. Because it's on Sci-Fi, they want more over-the-top characters. They want more characters that align with their sci-fi uh, vision. Uh, if you will. So that's why they had the wrestlers like Kevin Thorne, who was a vampire. And shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah. And then at that point, Paul Heyman just got fed up and he just walked out. He left. He's like, man, fuck this. Like, if I can't run ECW the way I want, then the hell with it. Like, do whatever you want. And then eventually ECW just became a developmental brand. Essentially, what ECW is mm-hmm. now, 
and uh and that's that's a little brief history of how they how Vince never really let Paul Heyman be Paul Heyman. Um you, you know I don't know Lewis I don't I don't see Vince fully giving up control though. I mean to those two like Bischoff and and Heyman unless unless Vince is really knee deep in XFL activities I don't see him just giving up full control man like I I, I just don't see it uh I, I think he's still going to be the guy who gives the, the the final say on a script or something, but um, giving full reign to Bischoff and Heyman, I just I, I don't I don't see it, Lewis. I don't know. I don't I don't have that much faith in Vince for him to do. Like I just I don't have that much faith. I, I, I have it, faith it may, because he's it, he's he's much. I, I mean, I don't know. I think the older he gets, the more faith I have. Because, dude, he can't, he can't I mean, do this shit forever. And you know what? You brought up a good point, the XFL. I totally forgot that the XFL is supposed to launch, when is it, next year or 2021? 2020. No, 2020. Summer of 2020, what I What the hell? Wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because when... When uh, my son and I went to the NXT live event over here in Houston, which was awesome, by the way, uh, a couple of weeks back, they had a promotional ad for the XFL. And, of course, everyone in the arena was booing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I started an XFL chant just to be an ass. <laughs> but, yeah, I forgot about that. So he – Vincent Vince has got a full plate. And, uh, you know, he uh, – does he have a television deal for the XFL? Uh, I think he does. I believe it's... Uh, it's, it's NBC again? I thought it was ABC, but I could be wrong. I I know it, I know it's ESPN, I believe, uh, which is ABC, so... Which is right, Disney. Yeah, so I, I want to say it's ABC. I don't, don't quote me on that. I think it's ABC. Well, either way, whatever network it's on... It, the XFL already has a huge chip on its shoulder, a huge black cloud hovering over it because of it does. because of the fiasco that it was back in 2001. Right. And if I were Vince, I would take my hands off of Raw and SmackDown a little bit, let them do what they're going to do because you got you you have bigger fish to fry. You you put your <laughs> You stepped in muddy waters that you already took your your foot out of because you almost melted in them. So you're already putting your foot back into those muddy waters when it was a failed experiment the first time. You know, and and, and Lewis, you gotta remember, man. Uh, you know, he's footing a lot of this of his own money, stock money that he's taking out yep. uh, of That's his own point. money. Um, you gotta remember the the downfall of that summer le- of that league that came out a few months ago. That literally just lasted like two, four, two to three weeks. I think I forgot the name of it. Uh, um, it was there was another football league that literally just folded. That was pretty. It, they were supposed they supposedly they were supposed to be pretty good, but uh, they ran out of money. <laughs> ran out of money. Uh, well, Vince has a Vince has a boatload of money, so I don't even think the the money is going to be an issue. It, I think it's just the product itself. The product he's he's got it. It's got to be very careful because the mistake that he made uh, 18 years ago with the XFL, the original XFL, was he tried to make it 
too much of a crossover thing with pro wrestling fans yes. and football fans. And you can't integrate one with the other because it's just too, it's like apples and oranges, man. Yeah. Peaches to plums. It's two different things. Just because I'm a WWE fan or a wrestling fan, that does not mean that I'm going to automatically gravitate towards an XFL game. Right. Who's to say that I even like football? I mean, I do. I, me personally, I like football. But I'm just saying for the average WWE viewer. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you make that correlation. So that's that's what, what he was trying to do back in the day. That's why he would have people like The Rock as guest commentator and shit like that. And, which made it which um, made it then, like you said, more of a fiasco and stage performance than an actual sport that people could take seriously. Um, right. Whatever. Right. Whatever. The XFL has to stand on its own. Stand it has to own. stand. It can't be a spinoff of WWE Absolute. television. They need to um, not even mention WWE television when it comes to XFL. They cannot. They cannot risk. Right. Well, I mean, they can't they, risk that. Don't get me wrong. They can, they can do uh, a little bit of. They can have some ad revenue and do some some advertisements in, in, you know, in the commercials of like upcoming WWE events, that's fine. But in the product itself, they shouldn't be mentioning WWE. They shouldn't have anybody. They shouldn't have The Miz coming on as a guest. No, 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 not no. at all. No, no, no character or entity of WWE, in my opinion, should touch XFL. If you're trying to make this a serious football league, that pretty much is not they're not gonna they're they're never going to compete with the NFL. But if you want them Absolutely. but if you want them to be the second option, if you're trying to make this the second legit option during the summer, then you need to disengage characters and pyro and all this silliness <laughs> and all this silliness from the from football. Uh, he, he hate me. Can't do it. Remember that? He hate he me. He hate me, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, you can't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Just leave leave it alone. Leave it alone. Don't don't don't. Well, and another thing that he's got, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on the XFL, but these are all good points. Uh, I think another thing that he has to be very careful with is not presenting it as a, a minor league or the bush league of mm -hmm. the NFL. Meaning he shouldn't treat it like okay, if someone didn't get drafted. It's uh to the the NFL or one of these NFL these major teams, then they go to the XFL. It shouldn't be presented like that because then no one's gonna really take it that serious right. either. Right. Um. So it, I don't know. He he's got his work cut out for him, man. If it it didn't work the first time, he he seems pretty confident that it's it's going to work this time around. Honestly, Rose, I hope it I does know. because I listen, man. I'm all about. Uh, expanding a brand, or if if you or or trying again, if something doesn't fail, I mean, doesn't work. And uh, this is this this would be a great triumph for Vince alone. And I and and he needs to focus on this and leave the wrestling to his son-in-law Bischoff, who he hired, and now Heyman, and let them just let them do it. Let them just work it out. It'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. He just he has such a such a stronghold on on the product that uh, he's afraid to give it up. I I just don't get it. I don't get it, Lewis. 
Well, Houston is going to have an XFL team, so maybe I ought to go to the. Listen, Giants. man, go. I, I I need you. You need to you need to <laughs> scout, and you need to you need to do a live live Facebook live show, uh, right from yeah, the X, right, right from XFL exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Go go to one of these these tryouts, right? These yeah. training camps, and oh man, yeah. that, that would be funny. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well. What do you think of Eric Bischoff uh, being hired? So we, we covered the Paul Heyman thing a little bit, and we think he's going to be great because Paul Heyman loves to work with new talent. Uh, I mean, he's very high on guys like Ricochet. Obviously, you can see it within re- recent weeks because Ricochet is being pushed really hard right now. Um, but he's he's uh, he's high on Cesaro. He's high on Aleister Black. Um, but those guys are on SmackDown. So what do you think about Eric Bischoff on SmackDown? Do you think he still has it, quote-unquote, or do you think he's too far removed from the wrestling industry to I think, make I think if Bischoff had been keeping up with the product, even even like 5% of the product, that it'll come back to him. I mean, I, I you don't run WCW for years and almost beat the largest company in the world with WWE and forget how to run a wrestling company. What he needs to do now is just slightly tap into today's generation. Which is mostly kids. You have a lot of you have a lot more uh, uh, women and, and and girls watching, um, and you and and if he can figure out a way, or just like I said, watch the product maybe uh, for five percent of the product uh, in the past few months. He doesn't even need to go back years. Just the past few months, I think he can get what the gist is. Uh, I'm excited because Bischoff and Heyman are two different looks of wrestling. Um, two, two different it's looks, true. which is what you want if you're separating the brands come October anyway. Bischoff is going to essentially be running SmackDown on Fox. Um, and I also think he'll be good to talk to Fox executives as well, since he has that connection with executives on big networks. Um, and I think it's good to trust him with that. While Heyman handles the other side, which is Raw, and you may get a more edgier, which we saw last week, a more edgier, uh, you may get matches that we actually want to see, you may get storylines of individuals who haven't even been on TV, but now they're starting to get developed, you're going to see a lot of that uh, on both sides, but it's good to see that there's two different guys running two different companies that will, two different shows that will essentially give us two different products. Uh, which I think is important, especially for that October move. I think that's going to be very essential. Um, seeing as how, like you've been you've been mentioning the Fox move a lot, that's a yeah. big deal. I think Eric Bischoff has Absolutely. more on his plate than Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman, I mean, he sticks around, uh, so this is like nothing new to him. Um, it's not like Eric Bischoff has been around <clears throat> backstage all the time. In the last five years uh, That hasn't been the case So for him to be Now the You had mentioned before That demographic That younger demographic yeah. The team demographic That they're aiming for eh, They don't stay home On Friday nights bro I remember during Our purchase college yeah. years I would watch Smackdown Of course uh, On Friday night But That's only because It was a nice Thing to watch While you were while I was pre-gaming before a party. Okay. 
<laughs> like if there was an event going on a Friday, uh, campus party started at like 10, 11 o'clock. I think it was, I, it was 10 o'clock, whatever. Um, and that was perfect, like eight to 10, you know, perfect time slot for a college kid like myself, you know, and th- that it was fine for that. Or if you're a family man, like like the way I am now, you know, because I, I I mostly stay home on Friday nights anyway. So that's good. But when you're talking like, let's just say 15 to 18 year olds, maybe 18 to 24 year olds, 24 to 28 year olds like that don't have kids and shit like that. That's going to that's a tough, tough audience to, to, to gauge. If you if you if you're thinking if you're thinking yeah, ratings, and dude, because they can obviously DVR it, they can watch the highlights and shit like that. But to watch live right, TV on a Friday exactly. night, oh boy, yeah, live is going to be tough. But you're going to the majority of people who listen. What's going to happen is people are going to watch live for the first few weeks, right? Because the it's the hype, and after that, it's going it's going to be it's going to be a steady decline. Um, after they get the gist of the product, then if the product is no good. And if it's the same thing we've been getting, Lewis, forget about it. No one's watching it. It has to be different. <laughs> like it's 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 being forced to be different. Um, and if they're not, then they're going to lose a lot of viewers. And like I, I think what's going to happen is uh, young people are going to watch it on DVR. They're going to YouTube it. They're going to watch on Hulu and all that stuff. But Watching it live, I, I really don't see those numbers being that big unless this is some type of revolutionary WWE product that we haven't seen in years and people are just that excited they gotta watch it live. Yeah, the only those way. days are, are over because you know, people aren't even watching live television yeah. like that anymore. Not like that, you know. Um, sure. mm-hmm. you know, and another thing that crossed my mind too is October is that's postseason baseball. So when the World Series comes around, if there's a World Series game on a Friday night, which most likely there will be, they're probably going to have to, I guess, have a special edition of SmackDown Live on that Tuesday night or Wednesday night or maybe uh, preempt it and air it on. I don't know how they're going to do that, to tell you the truth. Ooh. Because it's, it's live television. That, it was easy a, for them to do it back in the day. Because back in the day, uh, SmackDown was taped. So right. they would just air it the following day, uh, Saturday uh, Saturday night. Or they would air it on Sunday afternoon. I don't know, whatever. But, if, you know, for live television, I don't know. Maybe for that specific week, they'll say, okay, SmackDown Live for this week only on Thursday night. I don't know. That's a good point, Lewis. Because I didn't even think about that. Um Oh, they're because they're gonna they're gonna have to right baseball they're gonna have to do something about that I don't know what you do for that I don't know if you preempt it like you said or um, well I mean it, it's only it's only for the world series for because the division series and the the ALCS right. the NLCS that's all on TBS now and FS1 you know those channels so they only have to worry about the world series uh, part of it. and that's a, uh, and that, that's yeah, still a big challenge so. Of viewers, so um, yeah, that's a good. They're gonna have to figure that out, man. And listen, look, like if if the product is good, if the product is good and they feel confident in it and they like the numbers, they may just have that go against the World Series. You know what I'm saying? Like they may have, they may go head in head and be like, "Listen, let's go for it." 
Let's but see how we do. Because it's this on is the same be network. The old... You hear not what I'm in, saying? Like they're both on, they're both not on Fox. Unless, so like, how, how could they go head to head at the same time? Not, not unless WWE, unless one's airing on FS1 and one's airing on. Fox. Oh, you know what? That that is also a possible. You know what? That is also a possibility. I wasn't thinking that. Yeah, they might they might just air yeah. uh, SmackDown on that Friday on FS1 and just have it go head to head. Yeah. Yep, that's that's the joy of having multiple channels. I mean, you know, <laughs> you got FS1, you got Fox, you got Fox Sports. I mean, there's there's at least four different Fox channels that 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 SmackDown could go on. Now, here's the question, though, Lewis: If you do that, uh, you got to remember, talk, you got to ask yourself, how many people actually have Fox Sports and Fox Sports One? I don't. You know what I'm saying like. In some in some areas, exactly in some areas, uh, you your cable doesn't come That's with true. those channels, or maybe it comes with one of them. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to also think about that, right? Who, what? Sh- nine times out of ten, what? Okay, is cable offer? Do does the cable companies offer Fox Sports One? Is this a smart move to put SmackDown on Fox Sports One while the World Series airs on Fox? They have to also think about that too, because that's a. That's but I, a big th- I think they'll, in a situation like that, I think they'll take the loss because it's only like one week, maybe okay. two weeks. But um, I think they'll take the loss on that one. Like if if it came down to that, they'll say, yeah, you know what, whatever. The World mm-hmm. Series is, at most, is going to be seven games. So, you know, right. And we'll we'll just move on and go back to our regularly scheduled programming after that. Yep. Now, our our last little subtopic for, as far as WWE is concerned, I was wondering, where the hell is Bray Wyatt? <laughs> the fucking Firefly Funhouse segments were awesome. They were like, yo, for like three weeks straight, it was like the only thing that I would even remotely care to see on, on an episode of Raw. Because like, man, you had the laugh track, and I love how it's a, it's a satire of Mr. Rogers. And yeah, it, it, he just he just plays it so well. It's like it's perfect the way he acknowledges the audience on the camera, and you hear the kids in the back. Yeah, it's, it's great. awesome. Where has it been? Good and question. These segments have not aired for like I think about a month now. But what we have been getting is the little puppet characters during these backstage segments. So they're like planning Easter eggs. So do yeah. we see Bray Wyatt yeah. finally make his in-ring return next next Monday? Or maybe possibly at Extreme Rules? Extreme Rules, that's that's a good possibility. That's a possibility, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not I, even I, sure what how they plan on presenting Bray Wyatt in the ring. Because the Firefly Funhouse stuff is all good and dandy, but uh, it's... These are backstage pre... I mean, not even backstage... These are pre-taped segments, you know. They're not. It's not wrestling per se. So right. I'm wondering how they're going to present that in the ring. Hmm. Good question. I think. Uh, I I I hope they, Lewis. You know what's going to be. You know what it is. It it it's going to be very easy to destroy this character if they do it wrong. Yes. Uh, you don't want to make him seem comical. But you don't want him to come off, um, which I which I don't mind. But 
I guess for the kid's sake, you don't want him to seem too damn scary. So I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Yo, that, you that's wanna... a fucking creepy mask. I love it, dude. I love it. I think it looks great. I think yeah, the whole too. get up, the whole get up looks great. I love the addition of the big ass neck tattoo that he has now. Your boy was oh, doing yeah. a lot while he was off. I mean, he got JoJo's pregnant. Then now he's got a bunch of tattoos and the, well, no, Jojo Jojo gave birth. But... Oh, she gave birth. Yeah, she gave birth. Yeah, yeah they, they had the baby. Pregnant. But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, though. Yeah, he's you know, been, like he's been, he's been a busy dude. And coming up with this character, hope and, and I, it's just you gotta you gotta play it perfect, um, so you don't so you don't damage it. And he's gotta this time around, he has to come off extremely dominant, like yes. a dominant heel mega star like you're afraid of him but you love him his promos are on point you, everything's got to be right this time around because if it's not or he's, he's done yeah he's yeah, done, he's done. it's a wrap he, he's got to go to impact or 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 mlw somewhere where where <laughs> people will sort of not remember him because uh Dude, I'm not knocking MLW, and I appreciate the hustle. I think I've only seen like maybe one or two episodes, but I damn, for Bray Wyatt to go down to eight MLW, that is a hell of a demotion. That is a big demotion. Listen, I appreciate it too, but let's just call it spade a spade, Lewis. It, it's it's not it's not WWE. It's not even. It's not, it's not even AEW. <laughs> it's not even AEW. So uh, you know, it is what it is, and hopefully, it doesn't get that way. But they can damage the hell out of him if they don't package this and present this right. Like, it's got to be spot on. So part of me thinks it's either going to be Extreme Rules or he'll come out either on Raw or SmackDown next week. It, it's it, he, they, how, how much longer are they going to do this? He, he's got a premiere, man, because now it's going to get like, okay, we get the point. Now we just want to see you. What are you doing? So Yeah, for real. And the, the audience... Well at, well, at least the, the way WWE treats them, they treat the audience like they have a very uh, horrible short-term memory. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you prolong this for too too much, if you prolong this too much, then they're gonna just forget about Bray Wyatt and Tyler, and they're gonna be like, "Why does that guy look familiar?" Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the guy from the Firefly Funhouse stuff. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. I think now is the time. Yeah. It, it it's got to be now. Well, man, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of interesting changes uh, going on in WWE. There are, man. You know, and it's funny because Stomping Grounds last month that was like the first time that I didn't really have much of an interest in watching a WWE pay per view. And you know what? Now that I recall, I think I only watched like one or two matches. Like I I didn't really care for that pay per view. That night. wow, really. Uh, no, I, and, and it's it, that's a shame because even during WWE's downest times, I've always, you know, watched the pay per views and some were horrible and whatnot. But I always had somewhat of an interest. I had, I had zero fucking interest in Stomping Grounds. I, uh, yeah, I agree. And like, the irony is that it turned out to be a lot better than people uh, yeah. were expecting. Yeah, it was. So I am gonna tune into Extreme Rules because I am looking forward to Kofi and Samoa Joe. I think they're gonna put on a really good match. Um, I am looking forward to Ricochet and AJ Styles, you know, because they obviously have faced each other on Raw, but this is going to be like a pay-per-view mm-hmm. platform, so it's going to be uh, a lot more intriguing. 
Um, am I looking forward to Roman Reigns and oh, the 58-year-old the dead man? No. Oh, my God. Am I looking forward to Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch? No. As much as I love them, I do not like Baron Corbin. I still think Lacey Evans needs work in the ring, even though her character is awesome. Baron Corbin needs to get the fuck off my TV screen. <laughs> oh, my God. This dude Sucks, it, it, Lewis, is it? Is it? The- I don't like his. I don't like his his look. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I just. I just feel like everything with Baron Corbin is forced. Yeah. Like, why is? Uh, it's not. Yeah. Nobody is going to leave their house excited for a WWE live event, even if it's not televised. They're not going to be excited for a WWE live event when the main event is being promoted as Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. For the Universal Championship, right. no, 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 man, no. I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you. Uh, he's, I, you know, it's unfortunate. I because at first I wanted to like him. Um, I thought he had a decent. I thought me he, too. During his NXT days, I wanted to yeah. like him so bad. Yeah. I really did, but he just he never he never struck a chord, man. Um, he. You know, this new look is complete trash. I don't even know what the hell they were going for. I wonder whose idea that was or what writer said, hey, this would be a good idea because that guy's probably not working there anymore um, because it's awful. <laughs> um, the look, his promos come off very, like, bland and, like, yes, let me remember this line before I forget. Like, it's just, there's nothing yes. natural about him. Um, and part of me... I gotta say, part of me blames creative, um, because it, you know a lot yeah. of this is creative, and a part of me blames him. A very small part of me blames him because I don't think, I, I don't, I think he's just trying to do what the company wants him to do. I think he's that guy. Um, yeah, I, no one's excited about him wrestling, or no one wants to see him in a main event. Who cares, Lewis? Like, who cares? Like. Yeah, exactly. Who know, cares? I don't know who in the back he's been screwing to get to the top, but uh, your boy, your boy Vince loves him, and I don't know what's happening, but he sucks, and I agree. He, he he's either screwing somebody yeah. or he's blowing somebody. What ah. uh, might two. be both? Because it. Yeah, his push for the past twelve months is oh my maybe both because that his push has been ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I've I'm I've had enough. Can we can we move on after Extreme Rules? Can Seth Rollins actually defend the title against someone right. legit? I can you put him in a program against anybody but Baron? Dude, is Seth gets brutally attacked? By Bray Wyatt. Now we talking. That's what I was gonna think. I was thinking now that we're too. Talking I was gonna something say that. Exciting, something to go into this next phase of WWE. Um, you know, maybe the puppets get left behind in the backstage promo while he's lying on the ground. I don't know. Who knows? It, it, you could do it any other. You could do it many different ways. But that would be interesting. Um, because I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, fuck it. Give Bray, give Bray Wyatt yeah, the title listen, while you're at it. Lewis, I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, if Seth and Becky continue to go down this corny, cheesy, trashy role of boyfriend and girlfriend, <laughs> they're going to destroy themselves. Uh, because oh man, that's 
That's what everybody's yeah. sentiment is right now. Becky Lynch went from being the hottest superstar in the company to one of the so more annoying aspects annoying. of it. Look, oh I love. Listen, I love. I still love Becky Lynch. I still got love for Becky Lynch because I liked Becky Lynch even before her monster push. I still like her. I still enjoy her work generally, but this is this is not Lewis, this, is, this is not good. Like what the, the whole, yeah. the whole Wait, angle this is Seth exactly Rollins. why I wasn't high on Becky Lynch before the monster push is because of stuff like just because of her blandness at time or just be or this this cheesy like I I don't know why WWE is now starting to feel I guess they feel like because we're in the social media era and it, and everyone's gonna find out at some point yeah. that we're dating let's just throw it into a storyline. But I don't want it to be like this every time with your top guys. You need to put them in some programs that people care about. Like, what has been Becky's biggest uh, biggest opponent? I guess it's been Lacey, but Lacey's not ready yet. Like, Lacey is just not... It, it's yeah, no, just kinda, not there yet. There, um, uh... And then Seth, I mean, Brock disappears, so no one knows where the hell Brock is. Um, and now you're just left with Steph... Seth just kind of like, all right, what now? And what's happening is he's forced to do this boyfriend and girlfriend angle. Uh, and they're coming off just really like, I don't know. I know they're babies. I know they're babies, but maybe does it make sense they're coming off just a little bit too likable? Like, I don't know. Like, do you really? Yeah, no, it's, it's coming across as, um, I'm trying to look for the word, uh, Yes, it's just cheesy. That's what it is. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of corny. You know, it's overly sentimental. We don't need that. It's, it's, it's that's bothering me a lot. Yeah, bothering me a lot. Well, I hope that the Extreme Rules pay per view turns out to be a success. Um, We'll see what happens in the coming weeks with WWE. But after this break, we'll shift gears and discuss Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. So last weekend, TNA, you hear me, TNA? TNA, yes. (laughs) The The good old days. Excuse me, excuse me. Impact Wrestling had their Slammiversary pay-per-view. And the main event was Sammy Callahan of uh, OVE versus, drumroll please, Tessa Blanchard. Yes, that Tessa Blanchard, the son of the legendary Tully Blanchard. Yeah, it was an intergender match. And listen, I don't really watch Impact Wrestling, but I do follow some of the storylines. I'm well aware of, you know... Who's who's the top dogs in the in that company right now? Like Brian Cage, and I, you know I've seen Brian Cage from his Lucha Underground days and whatnot. So the internet was buzzing a lot on Monday about this intergender match, and I said to myself, "Wow, they really went with an intergen- intergender match for their main event, huh? It took precedence over their world title match. This I gotta see." And I, I saw the video package, the the hype. Uh, vignette promoting the match and building up to their feud and seemed like it was a very intense feud, a very well done feud. So I'm like, okay, okay, I, I like where this is going. And Sammy Callahan is, is a pretty good uh, character. Um, so 
the match itself was good, man. And the thing about intergender matches, Lucha Underground did a ton of them. Some were more convincing than others. But that's the thing about intergender matches. A, a lot of it is just not really that convincing. Like You can't convince me that. Maybe I'm generalizing here. But you can't convince me that a woman who's half the size as her opponent, and who's half the size of her opponent is going to whip his ass. Right. But this match was very well executed. I wasn't crazy about the ending, but I guess Tessa Blanch, uh, Blanchard wins in defeat. Um, I, overall, I thought, it, I thought it was very solid, man. I thought it was a really, really fucking good match. And I, I like Tessa Blanchard. Um, I've seen her work here and there. She was, I believe she was in the May Young Classic a while back. She was also in NXT uh, a while back, too. But, um, and yeah, she's only like, she's, I don't even. I, don't I think even she's 23. Yeah, yeah, she's 23 years old, bro. Yeah, 23 years old. The sky's the limit for her. I, right now, I'm I'm digging her more than Becky Lynch. Wow, that's big. I, I listen. I got I got the opportunity to watch this match just maybe two hours ago, um, and I gotta tell you, I was I was in, I was entertained, man. Uh, yeah, I was I was entertained. There was nothing. Uh, there was nothing over overly graphic violence wise in this match which was good um uh it's not like uh he split her open or she split him open sort of thing like it wasn't anything like that um yeah she just had a bloody nose but that was a bloody nose um i did like that sammy had like a couple of stiff hits here and there which was nice because uh i i think that added to the 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 I had, I think that added to us believing that he's not going to take it easy on her. You are in the ring with another with a with a guy, and I think he's he's showing that you want to step in this ring, you're going to get hit like you're going to get stepping in this ring with me. Like yeah. I think that was believable. Um, really clean execution of some of these moves on both parts. Um, really nice o- offense, uh, and the offense on Tessa's part was just enough where you believe that she can actually do this to this bigger guy. You get what I'm saying? Like you said. Like, it wasn't anything outrageous or anything crazy. You can actually believe that she could do this. Um, I I, I don't know much about either one of them, um, but I was really entertained. I I enjoyed it. And it was just enough time. It was about 15 minutes, 16 minutes. Um, Yeah. it, so, didn't, yeah. it didn't overstay its welcome, basically. No, didn't overstay its welcome. I think it, it got to the point. I, I, uh, really good, really good stuff. Really good work from the both of them. I didn't mind. I didn't mind. I thought the, I thought I didn't mind the finish, but I thought it was slightly anticlimactic. Um, yeah. I I didn't mind her losing though, but I just thought it. it I don't know. Maybe give me a different. I don't know. Give me a get different move to win. I don't know. Yeah, because it was just a basic apology. But, I, you know, when you suspend your disbelief, he is facing a woman. Exactly. So she probably, he, you know, in storyline, he probably took her to her limit. And, you know, she, that was it. Um, yeah, I, I I was sitting in the living room with Karen. I'm like, oh, babe, I got to watch this match because everybody's been buzzing about this. Because uh, we were supposed to watch, we were supposed to watch uh, something. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to watch Stranger Things. So I'm like, oh wait, 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 wait. Let me just let me just watch this match real quick. 
And, and like three minutes into the match, he's like, "Oh my god, like I don't condone this. Like, oh my, like he, why is he doing this? Like, why, why would they allow this? Right. Why would they allow this this man to beat up on this poor woman? She's like, don't you know your son is watching? And and like you know, Tate, Tate's playing video games. He's on his uh, Nintendo Switch, but he's like glancing at the TV every now and then. He's like, a boy's fighting a girl. Oh, no. and, and then Karen is like, yes, Tate, he should go to jail. You know, <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, not condone this. But after that first five minutes, like, you know, Karen is like, she's kind of into it. She's into all the spots and shit yeah. like that, you know, because because Tessa Blanchard, she's she's taking an ass, but she's also giving it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's just a testament to their their storytelling. Yeah, you know, I now, I got to give it to her. yeah, it was it was, a, it was solid. I, I enjoyed it. Now, Sammy Callahan, I don't know if you remember him, but he was released from NXT about two, maybe three years ago. Um, Solomon Crow, that's what his name was. Oh, wait a minute. On NXT. Solomon Crow. Yeah. Yeah, if you Google Solomon Crow on NXT, you'll be like, oh, shit, that's Sammy Callahan. Yeah, so his career blew up, like, once he was released from WWE. I think he actually wanted to leave. I think he asked for his release. I don't remember what the backstory was, but yeah, his career blew up similarly to how Drew McIntyre's career blew up when he became Drew uh, Galloway. Ah, okay. Yeah, so he's he's really uh, he's really hot stuff in, in Impact because he actually went to Lucha Underground. So he was uh, doing his thing in Lucha Underground, and then he went over to Impact. Ah, got it, got it. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he's he's officially a main eventer. Now. Oh, Solomon Crow. Okay, I know who he is. Now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. So I and it's the same thing for Tessa Blanchard too. I mean, she wrestled as Tessa Blanchard like a couple of matches in NXT, but she never had like a main program or anything. Um, but yeah, like, here's my question: Do you think? That intergender matches matches should be a common thing going forward, or should it just be a more of a special attraction novelty kind of thing? Um, definitely a special attraction novelty. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the audience, especially the WWE audience, could stomach man versus woman no. simulated no, violence no, no. on a weekly no, basis. No, no, no. Like I don't. Yeah, no. No, I, I think I think this match was just enough to not go over the edge of being offensive or or um, dare I say someone calling uh, executives and complaining that this was on television like protests and stuff like that this was just right at the limit right um, yeah. if you keep getting these types of matches it, and you know how sensitive our world is and how social media trolls can basically destroy your business uh, oh yeah. They you, and and now you have women fighting men on a constant basis on national television and pay per views. Nah, that's not gonna happen. It should be something that happens every seven months, eight months, maybe every other year, where it's like a special attraction sort of thing. Um, definitely not yeah, something I, every I, day. Yeah, I totally agree because what it does is if you make it too much of a frequent thing then it ruins the suspension of disbelief exactly. and then at that point you gotta ask yourself okay so what's the purpose of having a women's championship if I'm giving an example but if Charlotte 
can whoop Shinsuke Nakamura's ass, then what's to stop her from going after the WWE Championship? Hmm. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think that's why they I think that's that's why it should remain as a special attraction kind of thing. I don't think it should be done on a regular basis. No. And like you said, with social media, it's just a different time. Different time, now. dude. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Different time. Domestic violence. There's more domestic violence awareness and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, but I mean, good for Impact though for putting on what what seemed to be a, a solid pay per view because I I was reading results of other matches and um the the four way women's monsters ball I heard there was some crazy spots on there too I want to check that yeah out. I gotta check this Slammiversary out man um I didn't have a chance to go through everything I really wanted to focus on that match which like I said again I was impressed um, she's really good man I I don't know why she didn't last in NXT but. Uh, she probably wanted to leave. Who knows? No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Because I think she's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, then again, her, her father's a fucking Hall of Famer. Yeah. So. Telly, man. Gotta love Telly, man. Yeah, one of the four horsemen. One of the original so, uh, four yeah. horsemen. Yeah, Telly was the best. Yeah, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, those guys are like her uncles, so yep, to speak. Yep, those were, listen, and she probably has stories for days. Uh, <laughs> especially, yeah. <laughs> especially based on what Rick has done. So, yeah, she's pretty good, man. I, I never, I don't know who she was. I don't think I've ever seen her in the ring, and I, I was impressed. She, she, she was really good. I liked it a lot. She's not. She's not a bad-looking woman. Either. No, she's not. No, she has a strong jaw, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's. I think that's what adds to her appeal. Is I, like she doesn't look too too girly. Right. Which which was what oddly made me like, oh, she's not bad. But um, yeah, she she's not bad. Not bad at all. Not yeah. bad. At all. all right, now uh, on to another fiasco kind of situation. <laughs> Enzo Amore. Gotta love well, this train wreck. For, Gotta love him. For, formerly, formerly known as Enzo Amore. Yeah. Listen, bro. Enzo has been on such an interesting journey since being released from WWE. I mean, he's he's invading shows. <laughs> he's talking a lot of shit. Yeah. He's, he's uh, about to put out an album, I think. Oh, or, my God. Yeah, because I, I follow him on Instagram just to see the post. And um, and nobody assigned them, by the way. When they did that angle, when they invaded the G1 Supercard at the Garden, right? Yeah, they they New Japan they agreed to. Oh well, ROH they agreed to the whole angle, but they, they haven't signed them, so they still have been working the Indies. Oh, right. and they even worked a, a match with John uh, John Moxley. Oh, at uh, I forget which I forget which indie fight it was, but yeah, John Moxley had a run in with them, and you know they ended up having an impromptu match. It was a pretty cool thing but Joey Janela who's coming off of a, a really good match at Fighter Fest with John Moxley uh you know in AEW you know he's also from Jersey so apparently during the Lincoln the Lincoln I was gonna say Lincoln Park during the Lil Wayne and Blink 182 show um I guess they were on their way out but apparently everything that you see on the Instagram post where they're about to get into the scuffle that's not the whole ordeal like Supposedly, I'm reading accounts online that it actually did happen. Like they actually threw down and they they, they scrapped. They went at it. Really? So Enzo and Joey Janela actually got into a fight. God, wow. Um, yeah, like what what to make of this? Does does AEW capitalize on this and sign Enzo, <laughs> or do they just say, hey, you know, fuck you and you know keep working the indies? You know, I I think Enzo 
is trying to salvage whatever's left of whatever kind of career he thinks he can still have um, by just making headlines, doing stupid shit. Uh, to tell you the truth, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, I, I just, if I'm AEW and I see Enzo, do I see a possible? Do I see something possible? Of course, because he's marketable. Yeah, he's marketable. He's yeah, he is. He is marketable. He, he's good on the mic. He's he's marginally okay. He's marginal at best in the ring. Um, and can you do something with him? Of course, you sign him to a little, you know, two year contract, or whatever, and just write some good storylines. And and why not? I mean, he'll get you some heat or for for whatever baby face you want to push. Uh, He'll send you. He'll sell you some merch. I mean, I, 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 it's it's only a downside if you know the guy's an asshole and you don't want that in your locker room. That's where the downside is. Like if you know he's yeah. he's toxic for your room. But other than that, why not sign him? Well, I would. I would definitely sign him. Yeah, why not? And I would put him in a program with Joey Janela to add some realism Get to some, it. Yeah, that that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah, because they they obviously don't like each other. Yeah. Like uh, apparently Joey, because the, the backstory is that earlier this year, Joey Janela had uh, called Enzo out for um I don't remember the, the exact words that he said, but he said something along the lines of he's making a disgrace of the business, and Enzo understandably took offense to it. Mm. So they crossed. They ended up crossing paths. Joey Janela actually went for a handshake because I guess he wanted to be the bigger person to squash whatever beef they were having. But Enzo, you know, refused, and that's when things escalated from there. Yeah. So, very interesting. They, well, Lewis, there you go. There's your story right there, man. And bring that into the ring. Hype it up a little bit. Um, and there's your major, big major, first major storyline that you can that you can exploit for a few programs. So, um why not? That, I mean, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I like it. Yep. it that, that's a pretty decent idea. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of AEW, they trademarked Wednesday Night Dynamite. Oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so all fingers point to this. This this is indicating that their when their their television show is going to be on Wednesday nights, and it, it very it's very well might be called Wednesday Night Dynamite. Oh boy, I can't even say that. Say it, oh, keep it a straight face. That Lewis, that that sounds like a a horrible promotion for like a strip club. Like come to Wednesday Night Dynamite. <laughs> like like it's it's awful. It's awful. Oh, it sounds like they're trying too hard to be Monday Nitro. They cannot do that. That's going to destroy them. <laughs> like, you cannot mimic anything from Monday Nitro, period. You need to stand alone. Exactly. Nobody wants to remember WCW. No, no. no. Or at least at least not, you know, during the, the latter years of the Monday Night War. Like, you want to get away from and, and, that, that stigma. And, Lewis, come on, man. How many... How many creative guys are back there? For Christ's sake, you got you got Cody, you got Goldust, you got uh you you got uh, uh uh the Young Bucks. You mean to tell me no one could come up with something catchier than Wednesday Night Dynamite? Like, <laughs> like you should. All they had to do was just say, "Hey fans, uh, if you got a really corny ass name for our Wednesday Night Show, send it in and we'll pick it." Like that's all they had to say. And it seems like uh, yeah, they, yeah. it seems like they did that. 
Like, come on, man. <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. So I hope they change it. I hope they change it. Oh, good Lord. They don't have much time, though, they, because that, that's supposed to air in October. So they, they've got three months. Listen, man, they, they got to figure it. Now, listen, I like AEW Dynamite. I like just Dynamite. I, I, I take, I'll take that. But not the whole Wednesday night dynamite. No, 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 no. We do not need Monday Nitro. No, we don't need that anymore. So I'll take dynamite over Wednesday night dynamite. Uh, I just, it sounds really cheap. It sounds like a Saturday morning. Like, yeah, it yeah. Just, it doesn't sound right. I, I, I don't mind dynamite by itself, though. Yeah, they I'll can, take Yeah, it. it's an easy plug. Like, uh, oh, tune in to AEW Dynamite next week. Exactly. Yep. Yes. I, yeah. When <laughs> maybe maybe they'll listen to this and they'll get they'll get wind. They'll be like, you know what, guys, they're right. Maybe you should just be dynamite. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully yeah. Imagine they, that, right? We should. We should. No. Enzo, Enzo, Enzo would probably want to fuck me up yeah. for all the shit that we were talking. If he if he gets a if he gets wind of this podcast, holy Louis, you should you should you should you should send this to Enzo in a private message in his DMs on Instagram. Send him the show. Send him the whole show. Wow. And can see, you imagine? You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. He's probably gonna want to come here uh, to Houston yeah. and actually pick a fight. He may try to fight you. He may. <laughs> hey, I'm down for it. He may try to fight you. And listen, if he fights you, that'll be amazing for the show. That'll be amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I'll be a star. You'll be a star. <laughs> I mean, I may, I may get fired uh, from my school district. <laughs> I'll be a star on my podcast. You'll be a star on the podcast. Uh, yeah, man, that would be amazing. Listen, that, that'd be dope. I'd fly to Houston just to see that. <laughs> and I'll, I'll report live, like Facebook Live. Like right now, I'm in Lewis's backyard as Enzo is trying to hit him with a baseball bat. Like something crazy like that. Like I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Man, how, how funny would that be? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Man. <laughs> well, the, 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 last, the last subtopic before we call it a night... Um, just a quick evaluation on John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, since he left WWE. Can you believe it's only been, what, three months since he's left WWE and already he's one of the hottest acts in all of wrestling? Yeah, amazing. Good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I, yeah, I am extremely happy for him. He's getting work in New Japan. Uh, he's, he's working a little bit of indie shows. He's obviously done the AEW and... Look at the next AEW event. He's got a big headlining match of Kenny Omega. That's, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. And is that at the which pay per view is this for AEW? That's at Fire? All In. Oh, All In. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I keep I keep referring to it as All In because All In was the first one. It, this is All Out. All Out. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All Out. August 31st. Yeah. Nice. That's uh, that's going to be good. Um, I have I have high hopes for. For that match, uh, this will be a great. This is gonna be great for for both of them, actually, Omega and uh, and Moxley. This is gonna be this is gonna be great for them and the company, man. This is this match should now. This is gonna set you into September uh, for the gear up for this 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 October uh, or yeah this October debut of the show, man. This is this should set all of this pay per view. Needs to be the pay per view that 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 tells you who AEW is. 
And this needs yeah. this needs to go into September and October for the premiere of that show. This needs to be their stamp of this is AEW, this is what we do, this is who we are, these are our guys, and this is the type of wrestling you're going to see. It needs to because it's the last. I'm, I'm guessing this will be the last one before the show. So, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm it guessing. is actually. So, yeah. I mean, this needs to solidify a lot of things, storylines. Uh, who your top guys are, the heels, the faces of the company, what matches are going to look like. It, it needs this pay per view means a lot, and um, I'm I'm hoping for for good things for this. They have their fight for the fallen event coming up soon as well, right? Um, so that's going to be like sort of a fighter fest deal because fighter fest, you know, it was it was solid, you know, it was okay, but. It wasn't marketed to ever be like a big, big pay per view. It was more really for the fans in attendance. Yes, it's kind of like a house show, basically. Yeah, yeah. So their next big impression to entice viewers is going to be uh, all out. So similarly to how they presented Double or Nothing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I I um I didn't see uh. The last one, the last pay per view. I heard it was. Oh, I heard it was good. A lot of people said it was. It was. It was good. Um, yeah, you had some good matches yeah, on there. I heard it was good. Um, I, I I am excited for for all out. Um, it's all out or all in. I'm getting the names confused. It, 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 no, all all in was the the event from last uh, <clears throat> last September. All in, okay. Because yeah, because everybody went all in. Got it. Uh, you know, and all in with with their their gamble, right? And when it wasn't officially AEW yet, but uh, yeah, it was just Cody, the Young Bucks, and the Elite. And this is just all out. This is the sequel. Now, do Chicago. you do you think anything big is going to happen at this all out, man? Do you think we're getting a CM? Better, something big better happen. Do you think we're going to get a CM Punk signing, or is that too good to be true? Or we're wishful, I, thing, wishful I, thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold. Yeah, that's wishful thing. I wouldn't hold my breath. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see anything like that. But that's what makes that's what would make it more surprising. Man, in Chicago too, man. I mean, damn, they're right there. Yeah, that crowd. That crowd is gonna be ruckus. It's gonna be ruckus. I I I have to imagine that. I have to imagine that AEW has probably tried to get Punk. If anything, you you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're talking to him. You have here to throw. And there you way. have to throw him an offer. Right, like by like you have to do that, right? If you're AEW, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, they'd be stupid not to. Right, right. Because they're they're an upstart company, and uh, yeah, they they need as as many big names as, as they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel comfortable, so, Lewis, with the roster they have currently? You know what? I don't feel 100% comfortable, and that's because we haven't really seen enough of it yet. Right. Like, I need, I still need to see more, but I think they have a good amount of headliners. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Jericho, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, uh, Pentagon, Phoenix, Young Bucks, um, Hangman Page. Right. He's awesome. MJF, is he's going to be a breakout. So I think they have... Some good headlining talent, but I'm I'm more curious to see what their undercard uh, and mid card guys are going to look like because yeah. that's important too, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need to have a good tag team division. You need to have a good women's division. You need to have a good uh, intercontinental mid-card division. Yep. You know, that's that's like the backbone of any good promotion. Yep, absolutely. So that pretty much concludes our pro wrestling talk, man. Um, lots of interesting developments going on in the next few weeks. So be sure to check out WWE Extreme Rules this Sunday. Be sure to check out Raw and SmackDown under the Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff regime, I should say. And uh, AEW as well. Fight for the Fallen around the corner. And then we'll talk more about All Out next month, uh, which is going to be on August 31st. Nice. Uh, any any final thoughts other than that? No, man. I mean, we got a, we got a full lineup, man. Uh, great stuff happening in the next few months. And hopefully, Lewis, we get something from this Extreme Rules pay-per-view. We get something. Let's see. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers, Fingers crossed, crossed, man. Fingers crossed. So the listeners, once again, let me just say this one word, space, podcast, to look for my Facebook page. I'm open to any suggestions, any feedback, any comments about the podcast, any topic that you would like me to discuss. Even if you want to be a guest, I'll bring you on. So uh, continue supporting that And as well as the Instagram page Let me just say this podcast And our next episode We're going to be talking about Batman oh, Lewis. And, and, and the different iterations of Batman In cinema I, I, I can't wait Can't wait Yeah I, I'm, I'm super hyped for that So stay tuned for that listeners uh, Well with that said Everyone, have a good night. Thank you so much, Kyoto, for joining me as usual. Absolutely, man.